0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hey, friends. We are praying for America. We are worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. We are renewing our resolve to save America. Welcome to our program. It's great to have you with us again. It is a federal holiday today, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. It is Monday, the 16th of January of 2023. And it sure is great to be back with you. Uh, I have been... away in these recent days. And I thank you for your patience. I know that we've uh, run some prayer broadcasts and uh, many of you have uh, stuck with us for those. Uh, but I was up in Washington, D.C. for a lot of important meetings as the new Congress got underway. And I know that we're all uh, following that and being concerned about that. And there were, there were a couple of pro-life votes that took place in the Congress. And I was up there for many different meetings. Uh, and so we, we weren't able to, to uh, broadcast like we usually do. Uh, but we're uh, back here now uh, for tonight and also tomorrow night. Then I'll be going back up to DC because uh, as I'll talk about in a little bit more detail, we've got some big events there towards the end of this week too, with the annual March for life. But thanks for um, sticking with us and, uh, And a lot of things I want to talk about today, you know, this is a federal holiday, and it converges with two other things that happened this week. So we have um, Martin Luther King today, we have something on the 18th, something on the 20th, and I want to show you how these three national uh, events converge and the message of each reinforces the message of the other two. That's what I want to talk about tonight, as well as give you a couple of comments about... uh, uh, the uh, situation at the southern border and the responsibility of the Biden administration, as well as uh, a, few other, uh, a few other notations I want to make. By the way, uh, now I haven't been uh, using the hats lately as much. This one I was just given by a friend, uh, an esteemed colleague in the uh, America First movement, none other than Dr. Sebastian Gorka. I'm sure many of you follow him. And he uh, he had me on his program the other day, and he said, she said, do you have this uh, this hat? It's Trump 2024, three-peat. So three in a row. Three-peat, of course, it's his third run for um, the presidency. So I said, oh, I will gladly take the hat, and uh, I'll use it at the very end of the program when I remind you... Uh, of some of the things President Trump always says. Uh, you know, I am a, a strong supporter of of his and of his uh, re-election bid for the presidency, and I know that not everybody necessarily is, and that's okay. You know, we have a primary in this country. We don't have a coronation. He would be the first one to to uh, acknowledge that. We have a primary. So let's have a primary, and, and let's uh, uh, listen to the uh, candidates, and let's uh, see who else steps up to the plate and let's have a process that uh, uh, that really enables all the citizens to look at what is, uh, what is best for America. Uh, but I know that, of course, many of you are, as I am, um, eager to uh, continue with Trump administration number two. So many great things were accomplished in the first one, historic things. And he has the proven record, of course, that he's able to pull it off. Brothers and sisters, let's begin as we usually do with Scripture, and um, uh, we want to go to Isaiah one because this these events of this week, the convergence of these various events, uh, ties in with this particular passage. So, Isaiah one, starting with verse ten, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. The multitude of your sacrifices. What are they to me, says the Lord? I have more than enough of burnt offerings, of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you appear before me, who asks this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations— I cannot bear your evil assemblies your new moon festivals and your appointed feasts my soul hates they have become a burden to me i am weary of bearing them when you spread out your hands in prayer i will hide my eyes from you even if you offer many prayers i will not listen your hands are full of blood Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Let us pray. Father of life. Lord of justice, ruler of nations, we come before you tonight as American patriots and as followers of your Son, Jesus Christ, and we are aware of our duties, Lord, to do good and to seek justice, to help the oppressed, to fight for their rights, to speak up for their dignity. To establish before the law their equality, whether it is our African American brothers and sisters, or our unborn brothers and sisters, or anybody who at any time in history may not enjoy the full benefits of equality before the law, we thank you, Lord, for the great warriors of the past who have corrected deep injustices. In our society, we thank you for the warriors of the present who are fighting deep evils in our world, like abortion. And we thank you, Lord, for the warriors in training, our young people who are learning the lessons of the civil rights and social justice and pro-life struggles of our history and who are preparing themselves for the battles yet to come. Lord, enable us to fight with the the weapons of truth, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Enable us to root ourselves deeply in what this nation means and always to fulfill its promise of liberty and equality. We pray in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Okay. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. um, fought for the equality of every human being. He was addressing specifically, as you know, the evil of segregation and the underlying evil of prejudice that led to a public policy of segregation that the Supreme Court of the United States actually upheld for 58 years. What an evil! court thought it was doing something good and time proved that such a stance was harming people instead of helping them. At the top of the Supreme Court, you go to that building, it says equal justice under law. And that's what in every generation we fight for for every human being. So even though Dr. King was addressing and the movement that he helped to lead was addressing a very specific evil being suffered by a very specific group of people. Nevertheless, he made clear in his teaching that this was because we're committed to the dignity of every human life everywhere. I want to quote from his uh, last Christmas sermon, 1967. I quote this frequently. He says, The next thing we must be concerned about if we are to have peace on earth and goodwill toward men Is the nonviolent affirmation of the sacredness of all human life. Every man is somebody because he is a child of God. Man is more than whirling electrons or a wisp of smoke. Man is a child of God, made in his image, and therefore must be respected as such. And when we truly believe in the sacredness of human personality, We won't exploit people. We won't trample over people with the iron feet of oppression. We won't kill anybody. On this very day, a service was held at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. And for many, many years, especially given that uh, Dr. Alveda King, niece of Martin Luther King Jr., was part of our team full-time for about 15 years, and she's still part of our team and part of our board here at Priests for Life, we would be together, Alvita and I, and sometimes our executive director, Janet Morana or other members of our team, we would be there at Ebenezer, and we would take part in that annual memorial service, and we would hear some of the most eloquent and inspiring oratory of our times in our country on behalf of justice and equality of all human beings. The very message that that quote from Dr. King's last Christmas sermon reflects. But Alveda and I would be sitting there and we'd be hearing, again, some of the best talks you ever want to hear about completing the work of the dream of Dr. King and bringing justice where there is injustice and bringing equality where there is still inequality. And various groups of people would be mentioned And various forms of violence would be mentioned but the group of people most often forgotten although not a hundred percent of the time because in certain years certain speakers including myself mentioned this group of people but not enough and those are the children being treated with the most injustice and the most inequality the children in the womb and ironically Being treated with that justice and that injustice and inequality, precisely by some of the loudest voices in our country for social justice, it's ironic that uh, that that's the case. But it's a big blind spot. And so sometimes Alveda would be sitting there, people would be applauding and cheering, whatever the last thing was that was said, and she would say, "And the children, and don't forget the children, the children." in their first nine months of existence. They don't have the right to life under the law. Now, in some states now they do, because Roe v. Wade is no more. But the work still has to be done to actualize the dream of Dr. King in regard to them. And this is what we have today as the pro-life movement. Many of you are involved in it. I'm involved in it full time as a pro-life leader for the last 30 years. Brothers and sisters, this movement is a movement for equality and justice. Equality and justice for children in the womb who still, in so many parts of our country, are regarded as non-persons under the law. Now, Alvida's mom, Naomi, sister-in-law of Dr. King. So his younger brother, AD King, who was also killed by the way for his social rights uh, social justice uh, activism. Younger brother of Martin was also killed. His wife is still living, Naomi. I know her, visited with her many times at her home. She's been with me for many different events including an event at which we gave her a pro-life award. It's the same event, by the way, that I will be leading this coming Friday in Washington, D.C., at the National Prayer Service. If you're there, some of you, uh, I'm sure, are coming for the March for Life, uh, come to the prayer service on that morning. Uh, uh, See nationalprayerservice.com for the details. But we'll be in Constitution Hall. We'll be giving a a pro-life award. And we gave it to Naomi King one year. And you know what she did? She gave a speech in which she made clear that the unfinished work of building what Dr. King called the beloved community, beloved community. Think about this for a moment. A community where everyone is loved, everyone is welcomed, everyone is treated equally. She said this must include the unborn this must include the babies in the womb because as Dr. King also said injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere so if there's injustice in the womb Because these babies are being killed by abortion, and people are not only saying that that's legal, they're saying it's a a right. I mean, it's bad enough that it happens, but then to consider it a right compounds the evil. She spoke up, just like her daughter Alveda does, and said, wait a minute, justice isn't justice if we allow some injustice. She said in her speech, equality is not equality if we continue to tolerate some inequality. And this is a big one because nothing takes more human life than abortion. So we honored Naomi King for for, uh, standing for that, for saying that. And this is what the whole pro-life movement does. Unfortunately, we've got a lot of of, uh, leading figures and members in, in, in government of the Democrat Party who like to wave the flag of social justice. And look, uh, 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 Biden spoke at the very Ebenezer Baptist Church that had the the service today and that I've been at for many years. And, and, And he's the leading figure in the United States pushing for the killing of children in the womb. And his party is pushing and pushing and pushing to take away all restrictions for abortion. And oh yeah, they like to talk about that as a form of justice. And equality, because they're thinking about all these mothers, they want to have an abortion, but they they, they erased half of the equation. It's like when Raphael Warnock, who's the pastor there at Ebenezer Baptist and the senator from Georgia, was in the debate with Herschel Walker, and the topic of abortion came up. You remember we talked about this during the course of the campaign, (laughs) The Warnock said, oh, well, you know, in that procedure room there where the abortions take place, you know, there there's the woman in there and her physician, there's no room for the government to be in there. Now, hold on there, old Warnock. You bet the government is in there. There's all kinds of laws that regulate medicine. But putting that aside, which you conveniently you forgot, Herschel Walker reminded Warnock of another fact. He says, well, it seems like the senator has forgotten. There's also a baby in that room. You see how unequal these children are? They're so oppressed. There's so much prejudice against them. It's not that people think of them and consider them unequal. It's worse than that. They don't even think of them. If I take a whoop, it goes right over their head. Oh, the thought doesn't even enter their mind you look at the speech biden gave after the dobbs decision reversed roe v wade he spoke there from the white house for 15 minutes and not once mentioned the child as if as if it's not even part of the discussion not even part of the equation not even part of the consideration when you ask whether abortion is right or wrong so What we have here this week are three events that, as I said before, converge and reinforce each other. We've got Martin Luther King Day today. When, again, we think about the beloved community, whom does it include? Who should it include? We think about justice, equality. What kinds of injustice and inequality do we have to fight against today? We think about people like Naomi King and Alvita King who are echoing the truth about how pro-life is the social justice movement of today, the civil rights movement of today. And then that links to an event this coming Friday, which I will help to lead, the annual March for Life the National Prayer Service preceding it, where we will have hundreds of thousands of Americans every year at around this time they come together because January 22nd was the day of that Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion exactly 50 years ago. This coming Sunday will be the 50th anniversary of that event. And we'll march for life. We'll march for life peacefully we'll march for life joyfully we'll march for life in unity with one another we'll march for life realizing that as the theme of the march for life indicates this year and i'm going to talk about this more tomorrow the theme is equality begins in the womb we'll unpack that theme tomorrow equality begins in the womb now what's the third thing that is a convergence here this week another national observance actually it's an international observance that starts this wednesday the 18th it's the national week of prayer for christian unity every year january 18th to the 25th is a week of prayer for christian unity and christian unity we know that there's differences between the denominations our audience here it spans the body of christ so many of you are from different christian denominations but listen much unites us we are confessing and proclaiming that there is one lord one savior one mediator between god and humanity the lord jesus christ god become human Suffered, died for our sins, rose again. He's coming back. We proclaim all these things in common. And he's left us his sacred word that has to govern our lives. And, and, and it is only to him that we owe, any of us owe, absolute obedience and loyalty. So we are, we are agreed on all these things. And you know what else we're agreed on? What we were just saying, that we have to work together to serve one another, especially as Scripture tells us and as the ministry of Jesus exemplified, we have to run to help the weakest, the youngest, the smallest, the outcast, those that society puts up false divisions. Think about the ministry of Jesus. The apostles were amazed that he was talking with a Samaritan woman because that wasn't supposed to happen. In that society, they were amazed that he went to the lepers. The lepers were ringing bells as they were walking along, going, unclean, unclean. People were supposed to stay away from him. He went right up to them and touched them and healed them. He ate with the tax collectors and the sinners. And that caused people to say, why is he associating with them? He he saw Zacchaeus, uh, the trees, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to eat with you. The blind man who people were saying, shut up, shut up. And he said, son of David, have pity on me. And he went over to him and he healed him. And the children, when the apostles themselves were saying, don't bother the master, get those children away from him, he rebuked them. And he said, no, 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 let the children come to me. Because it is of such that the kingdom of God exists. Brothers and sisters, you see what Jesus did? And then Paul says, you know, there is no, in Christ, there is no uh, uh, Jew or Gentile or, or slave or free or man or woman we are all one in christ jesus jesus in other words breaks down barriers of prejudice and exclusion and brings about the unity that god intends for the human family so christian unity is based on serving in the way that jesus did to break down false barriers and defend the rights and dignity of every human person. There are many arenas in which Christians work together to advance human dignity and to serve the needy. One of the best arenas has been the civil rights movement. We know Dr. King made that clear in his famous speech, didn't he? On the National Mall. Catholics and Protestants working together. In fact, Alveda in working with Priests for Life has always seen. Her, her work with our ministry as a partial fulfillment of those words of her uncle. But Catholics and Protestants and Evangelicals and everybody from all across the body of Christ working together for, for justice. And that's where the first the reading that I read comes in. What is Isaiah saying? Do good, seek justice. And that, by the way, is this year's theme of the National Week of Prayer, the International Week of Prayer For Christian unity, that's the theme. Do good, seek justice, right from that Isaiah chapter 1 from which I read. God is pretty strong in that passage, isn't he? He says, I don't want the feasts, the incense, the blood sacrifices, the prayers even. I think it's one of the scariest verses in the Bible. Though you pray, the more I will not listen. Wow, if God's not going to listen, where do we go? And that's strange that he doesn't, he says, I'm weary of all these feasts. He himself instituted the feasts. He doesn't want the sacrifices, but he himself had commanded the sacrifices. He got turned off by hypocritical worship. That's the point of that reading. God got turned off by people crying out to him, Lord, have mercy, but closing their eyes their ears and their eyes to their brothers and sisters who were saying, have mercy. How can we love the God we do not see if we can't love the brother or sister that we do see? That's another way to summarize Isaiah 1. Do good, seek justice. In other words, intervene, like God intervenes to save us when we're helpless. Intervene to save the helpless. And there's nobody more helpless than the unborn. So this week we have a beautiful convergence. Dr. King, equality and justice, working at the day of the March for Life, symbolizing this great movement coming together, working for equality and justice for the unborn. And both in the civil rights movement of Dr. King's day and the civil rights movement of today, which is the pro-life movement, seeing a unity among Christians like we don't see in many other places let's celebrate this week let's learn more about these things let's implement it in our lives that's my message for tonight brothers and sisters i want to i said i would also say something about oh i'm going to say a little prayer here too in reparation for the victims of abortion you can find it at prayercampaign.org we'll get to that in a in a moment um, the southern border. Did you see? I saw this on uh, Dan Bongino's broadcast. Did you see when Biden and the president of Mexico were together recently at a joint event? And the president of Mexico. Well, let me just read the words, and 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 you'll see the significance of this right away. Because the Biden administration is trying to say, "Oh yeah, oh well, we're do- we're doing a good job at the southern border." I don't know what I I, I don't know what. I really don't know what world these people are living in. They think they're doing a good job at the southern border. There is no border. And here's what the president of Mexico said. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built not even one meter of wall. And we thank you for that, sir. the president of Mexico just contradicted this whole messaging point of the Democrats. Oh, you know, everything's secure at the southern border. He also said in that speech that uh, an expectation has been created under the Biden administration and has gotten those wanting to cross the border thinking that it is easier to do so. And they're going to try to say, that the current democrat administration isn't responsible for this invasion of our country it's not that we don't welcome people from other parts of the world of course we do This so, is where the greatness of america has has flourished in welcoming to our land more people every year than any country is able to welcome but that doesn't mean we allow ourselves to be invaded this doesn't mean we 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 get rid of the border. You can't serve the people who come into the country unless you have a border. You don't have a border, you don't have a country. Okay, so I just thought you, if in case you hadn't heard those words of the president of Mexico, he just contradicts that particular Democrat talking point. Um, all right. Well, we have a lot more to share with you tomorrow night. I'm going to talk about this. Uh, theme of uh, the equality um, of every human life beginning in the womb. But let, let me uh, finish with our prayer our prayer time here together. And and if you haven't been leaving in your prayer intentions in the comments, feel free to do so here as we conclude because we all want to pray for one another. But I have a special website called prayercampaign.org. And I want to invite you to go there um, to see prayer campaigns like the one I'm about to read now. For this week, as we approach the anniversary of Roe v. Wade this Sunday, uh, I invite you to say this prayer each day. Again, prayercampaign.org is where you can find it. Let us pray. God and Father of life, you have created every human person and have opened the way for each to have eternal life. We live in the shadow of death. Over 65 and a half million of your children were killed thanks to the Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion. We thank you, Father, that Roe has been reversed. We ask that you continue to have mercy on us, heal our land, and accept our offering of prayer and penance and your love for us turn back the scourge of abortion. May each of us exult in hearts full of hope and hands full of mercy and work together to build a culture of life. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may we offer together, keeping in mind each other's prayer needs, the prayer Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Oh, Amen. Friends, I want to thank Getter in particular for the award that they gave me the other night. There were the uh, the Getty Awards, as they called them. And it was a live broadcast uh, towards the end of last week. And many great people were given awards. Jack Posobiec, Steve Bannon, and 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 others that you are no doubt familiar with Um in many contexts, but uh, they gave me a defender of a uh, fighter for a faith uh, award, and I'm very grateful to that I know Getter carries our programming uh, as well as right side broadcasting network and other platforms So thank you for that honor. It's great to be part of the getter family It's great to be part of the right side broadcasting family It's great to be part of this great movement with all of you to save America So thank you friends and remember what president Donald Trump always tells us and put on this had I got from Sebastian Gorka, that we are part of the greatest movement in American political history. Don't let let anyone make you forget that. And remember, this country doesn't belong to those that are trying to destroy it. It belongs to us. And we put ourselves in the hands of the Lord of every nation. Jesus Christ will save America. God bless you, friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night.